0: Everybody, no more sleeping in bed. No more back to thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war, and poverty. Oh, oh,
1: oh.
0: wake
1: up, all the teachers. Teacher. wake up wake up on this beautiful thursday morning this is just in time and on today's episode i'm bringing someone who's familiar with just in time podcasts, and this guy's very educated he's an expert in this area and it's time for america to wake up when it comes to health care health insurance and understanding the other options or the other available service that are out there for you and uh, today I brought inside the studio uh, Farmers Insurance uh, main man uh, Alfred Walker with Walker Farmers Insurance Company. And today we just go discuss a couple of things. So I'm just gonna let Al introduce himself again to the Just in Time listeners. So Al, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, what's going on, Just in Time listeners? Everybody out there,
0: thanks so much for listening to us today. Want to thank uh, Mr. Turntime for having me on the show. Love being on
1: the show. It's always informative, and um, I'm looking forward to it. But man, thank you so much once again for coming in and, and, and wanted to share your expert, man. Uh, I'm just gonna dive into it like I always do. You know, insurance is very important, and um, you know, or should be important in people' life. And so, you know, before we get started, um, what what is one thing that that you wake up thinking about when you're thinking about your customers and you're thinking about the insurance world? Sure thing. So, you know, one of the things that when I when I went
0: into the insurance businesses, the first thing that we learned, um, you know, is that every insurance agent and any insurance agent that's listening to this know this is being true. If you're an insurance agent, if you're an insurance professional, you have, uh, once you you sign on that dotted line and you, you get your uh, certifications, you actually have a, what we call a fiduciary responsibility. And that means to do what's in the best interests of your customers. So you ask a specific question. Every morning I wake up and what do I think about with my clients? One thing I think about is making sure that I protect them um, through insurance the right way. Okay. That I give them all the, the options that are available to them. Out of home, most importantly, life insurance in my opinion. But there's a, there's a new, um, something that's been around for since... You know, a long time, hundred, you know, years, and that's healthcare, and that's I started offering that through my agency recently because um, it's something that's really kind of the one of the secrets out there. Nobody, people are talking about it, but nobody really knows what to do about it. Yeah. So I, I wanted to kind of you know bring some light to that,
1: so to speak. And that's important. You know, you're right. People are talking about it, but they definitely don't know what to do about it. And so you know, you have those daily. Uh, ups and down of understanding insurance. So I'm going to just start out with the most common one. Why is health insurance in care so much in cost? Sure. So the the
0: rising cost of health insurance is a big topic now. Everybody's trying to figure out what the heck is going on. You know, you turn on the television, you see all these health insurance commercials, you see politicians talking about it. You see, um, it's an interesting topic that nobody really knows why the insurance Mm -hmm. is going up. True statement, true statistic. You can look it up. Over 500,000, that's half a million Americans every day, every day or every every year um, or every 30 seconds are filing for bankruptcy and the result of a health, health insurance cost. So why is the cost continuing to go up? Let me put it to you like this. The reason why health and care keeps going, my professional opinion, keeps going up is because you got to think of it like this. Every time you pay a premium mm-hmm. um, and that person, how many people you uh, that you know that have been sick or they, they have high blood pressure or, or they uh, go in for a procedure and then they go right back to doing the same thing? Well, those premiums have to be paid. Uh, the medical professionals have to be paid um and let's face it uh people continue to do some of the same things sometimes and um you know and they get those sicknesses and they you know they get healed or they they're they're doing well good for a while and they go right back to doing it again so the cost keeps going up that's one reason because you have people continuously uh doing bad
1: behavior uh sometimes
0: sometimes it's at-risk behavior sometimes the doc might say hey man you need to Stop, you know, eating this or Obviously doing this yes. or doing that, but you continue to do it. But then when you get sick, you go into the hospital, you go to the doctor and those services are there and they're going to charge you for them. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Also, you got to think about that. The life expectancy has changed tremendously. Back in the 1930s, the life expectancy, average life expectancy for a man was about 62 years of age. For a woman it was about 65, 65, 67. Fast forward to 2019, you're looking at life expectancies of 82 for a man and 85 to 87 for a woman. Now, what does that have to do with health insurance costs? Well, what it has to do with health insurance costs is that with advancements, technology, medications, that's the reason why the life expectancy has continued to grow over the years is because the advances of surgeries, medication, technologies, all that stuff has a cost. But the cost is paid by the premiums. So in order to make sure that we can continue to offer those services, yeah, the insurance companies, they do charge a premium for that. So
1: that's really what what is the premium is pushing based on the the um, either I guess the category as for as whatever that individual is dealing with
0: service that yeah the services that they need you know the insurance companies it's kind of like car insurance almost you know um you know people always ask me why does a car insurance go up Mm -hmm. well the reason why is because you got 40 uh, percent of people driving around without insurance that may hit your ride or hit your car
1: and um Uh, to pause i thought it was a state rule for people who are in a vehicle must have insurance that I, I need to know if it's a state rule because I know I see a lot of people who don't. Sure.
0: There is a there is a law um, that the state of Texas has mandated and every state has mandated law to carry the minimum amount of liability right on their auto insurance. I know we're talking about health care, but you'll see how this kind of comes together. Unfortunately, you do have some people that are uh, not insured. And so if those people run into your house, run into your car. Um, then and you've been paying an insurance premium, you're going to call me and say, Alfred, what are my options? I want to get my car fixed. This person hit me without insurance. And I'm going to say, well, we covered you for that. You have the correct coverages that we offer. Let's go ahead and get you fixed up. You go back out there a year later and the same thing happens again. Right. Um, we're going to pay again. Okay. And, you know, if you would, a, a reputable insurance company, what have you. Well, you can see that that's why the insurance goes up there. You know, the insurance, it's kind of a situation to where, you know, you pay those premiums. We pay them out, but we have to go up on our race in order to hold up to our contractual abog- obligations. OK, and that's the same thing. It is with I see, in my opinion, with health insurance. You know, um, we want to con- those companies have a contractual agreement okay. to make sure they pay out according to. The plan that you signed
1: up. We all want to honor the contract because that's, that's right. the whole purpose of having one. That's correct. Okay. This scenario, right? I'm taking this scenario. Just I got this guy who's got a job, right? Mm-hmm. And then this guy got, I don't know, he got four to five, six kids. Well, he's has been having issues on his job. He's been wanting to leave or change job, but he don't leave because of the fear yeah. of not having health insurance on his kids and himself. So for a guy like that in a scenario like that. What would be some of the the answers or some of the um, suggestions you would give this individual? Sure, that's
0: a, that's a great question. There's there's different uh, programs that, first of all, in that situation, there's a lot of people that are. I'm glad you said that because there's a lot of people in those situations that they're holding on to that job because of that health insurance. Okay, right. It's like the you know, it's like having the the lottery ticket right in their pocket because there's so much protection and thinking, hey, look, what happens if I got to go to the doc? What what happens, you know, and I don't have health insurance? What's the cost of that? Like I just said, over half a million Americans a year file for bankruptcy because of medical bill costs. So I can understand why somebody would be thinking that. Now, what you have to understand, there are alternatives out there. Me personally, I left a job after 10 years And so, you know, my health insurance, just to kind of give you a little bit of my story, my costs, I provided that for my my family. You know, when I left my corporate job, um, you know, there's no law. There's no rule that states that a job has to provide health insurance. However, if you have so many employees um, because of the uh, Affordable Care Act, there are penalties that if those employers, if they have so many employees, pretty much big businesses over 20 some odd employees thousand employees if they don't offer those services to you then they can be penalized right so there's no law that they have to now they do get a tax write-off when they do decide to go ahead and contribute towards your plan or what have you. okay right now to bring it back to your question exactly yes sir is um you know in saying that that they don't have to i'm seeing jobs that are choosing not to
1: offer benefits to people anymore wow so and do you, do you I think that's going to be a more and more current thing as we move forward into the new year and, and and also in the next five.
0: Sure. Absolutely. You know, like I was saying, when I took when I left my job um, and I bought some some health insurance for my family, I was paying about three hundred dollars for my family right now to get a quote from my same the same family that I have. Um, I've had an addition to my family. But before my addition to my family, um, I, my quote was about 1500 bucks. Okay. Right. So hundreds of percentage, you know, over a hundred percent in costs, um, has increased insurance is going up about 20% every year. Now the same insurance price that you get is the same insurance price that the company that, that you work for gets, okay. they don't get discounts because they have big groups. Okay. But they contribute because they can however if the cost continues to go up 20 30 percent every year well what that means to you is that they may choose to make a business decision and not provide insurance okay for you okay right? they may say hey get your own insurance i've been i've received the uh, calls like that before um now to answer your question about whoever this this person is that may want to leave the job but holding on to that there's options out there there were laws passed back uh, back in the you know the 70s uh, there's one called cobra mm-hmm. uh cobra basically but you pay more
1: though
0: right so basically what that means is right now your job is contributing towards your plan yeah with cobra means they have to they offer you the same plan but they do not have to contribute so you usually pay 85 to 90% of what the actual cost will, will cost you Which means in my situation, I still would have to pay almost fourteen hundred dollars a month if I was just to lose my leave my job or what have you. Right. Um, there are other alternatives out there. Mm -hmm. I want people to know that there's um, chip Um, chip is um, something that people use. You know, you have to. It's income driven. So if you make below, say, twenty four thousand dollars, I believe it is, then the government has programs to help with Medicaid uh, Medicaid and to help with dental and vision plans for people and families and people having children and things like that. Um, however, um, there are also some other alternative plans like health sharing. And that's something that I offer. I offer health sharing. And those are faith based, faith, faith based insurance. Actually they're not called insurance. They're called, um, health sharing companies can't call it insurance because it's, um, it's not considered major medical and it's their 5013 uh C companies exactly. that are nonprofits. Okay. Um, but there are some all the alternatives. I want people to know that they usually are 50 to 60 percent below the cost of what you can usually see out there on the market. Okay. Um, yeah
1: okay. All right, this is this question because you know, I like to sometimes know how politics aligns itself with certain areas. So how do politics in healthcare? Align together.
0: That's a great question. You know, you know, with the upcoming elections, you start to see these debates, and that's a very hot topic. Some some politicians choose not to uh, talk about it. Some people kind of face it head on, and I think that uh, I think people should start paying attention to what the people that they're um, possibly be voting for in the future plan on doing on that on their policies towards healthcare, because that definitely affects the American people give you specifics. Um, Everybody can probably relate to this. That filed taxes in the last, you know, over the last eight, 10 years Mm -hmm. that you had to have health insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you didn't, you would get a $2,000 penalty. Okay. Right. Um, When you go file your taxes, they will ask you, do you have any insurance? Um, And if you didn't, you get the $2,000 penalty. Well, now, um, it was passed a few years ago by President Trump, that we have in office now that um, if if you do not carry insurance, you will not receive that penalty of two thousand dollars. OK, so you pretty much um, don't get that penalty on your taxes. OK, so some people like that aspect of it, you know, so just kind of let you know that, you know, yeah, when it comes to politics, yeah, they you know, they do pay attention to some of those things. And you should just vote for what you want to vote for and okay. just pay attention to how it affects your pocketbook.
1: Okay. All right. Well, this next question, man, once again, thank you again for taking out the time in your busy day and uh, coming early to discuss um, this issue and this topic. So I have friends, you know, I work at a college and some of my friends and associates have been at the college 40, 50 years and some are being either forced or taking early retirement. Mm-hmm. What can someone do in that situation? What, how can the health care helped him as far as in an alternative way, or as far as being forced out of turn, uh, being forced out or early retirement. Sure thing. So, you know, I've seen it both ways. You know,
0: you got to think when, you know, like I said, the life expectancy of people are living a lot longer. People are more active. You got to think that um, I think I heard on one of your other shows that, you know, you got younger parents, younger grandparents. So their health matters. Care for their families matters, and let's face it: if you know the job continues to, you know, decides to make another decision, say, "Hey, look, we need to part ways," mm-hmm. then and they kind of say, "Hey, you know what?" I and you're thinking, "Man, I'm only in my early fifties, I'm mid fifties, or whatever. I still got a lot of working to do." Yeah. Well. If you look at one of your checks, you pay into Social Security on your check. You also pay into Medicare on your check. Yes, sir. However, that Medicare is not, is health care for you when you turn 65. Okay. So I've been seeing people kind of getting forced out or pushed out in early 50s. So they still got a lot of work to do. Most important, they still got a gap. Okay. So I've seen uh, COBRA go into effect for uh-huh. people. But sometimes people just decide to take a risk because they can't afford it. Okay. Because they still have to pay that full premium for them and their families. Um, Or I've seen people look into other alternatives like health sharing and some, you know, other customizable insurance plans that they can possibly afford. Okay. Um, I've seen that. Now, unfortunately, it's a lot of that going on in America on a daily basis. But I just want people to know that there are other alternatives that you do have, but there is a gap of time between you know 50 and 65 or 55 and 65, or even some people, it's a one-year, it's a two-year thing, 63, but you still got two years until your Medicare kicks in. Now, there are some life occurrences that could happen that you can qualify some Medicaid or Medicare for, but those things have to happen, okay. disabilities, things like that. When okay. somebody's perfectly healthy and they get kind of forced out, what are their options then? those are the people that i'm, I'm kind of talking
1: to okay you know, because that that's a kind of rough situation for people okay all right and you touched on it. so so i didn't work so much i didn't work so much Will when, when would my medicare pay off for me
0: sure so that's a great question so like i said there has to be some life occurrences for uh, life events okay qualifying life events for for your health care to kick in like if you lose a job, there's death in the family, there's a birth in the family, you change the address, things like that. Then you can get some options for health care. And, you know, if you want to see how much health care is, go to healthcare.gov and you can actually see. Or you can give us a call and we can kind of run some numbers for you also. And when you say give them a call, would you like to give them that office number? Sure thing. You can give us a call at 972-438-3557. That's 972 972-438- 438 three five five seven were licensed in the state of texas as well as oklahoma um but you asked me specifically about the medicare medicare has kind of some of the same instances to where that money really doesn't kick in technically until you're 65 okay um when you're 65 you do have some access to medicare coverage at very low cost um but you've been paying into it over these years um so you have those options for you. There are agents that specialize in some of those services. that can actually talk to you. You can give us a call. Okay. We've teamed up with people on our team to kind of help you with those Medicare over 65 market. Okay. But like I said, there are some qualifying events out there that um, if you have to get access those funds early, um, then they'll just ask you some questions. Usually it's pertaining to health
1: situation, disabilities and things like that. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So with the upcoming tax season, um, You know, it's important. I know you spoke as far as the penalty of people who didn't have uh, insurance in the past. So what does health care have to do with individual taxes? Sure thing.
0: So that's a great question. You know, um, the main thing is I I did want to, you know, make that statement about, you know, the current tax situation that you won't receive that penalty because a lot of people um, right now um, we're we're in mid almost mid December. And I think, man, I got to get this insurance. I don't want to get hit on my taxes, you know, $2,000. Well, I don't have to pay that penalty anymore. Okay. So I'm right. Uh, I do want to let you know that. But also, um, from an individual standpoint, I told you that people are living a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Right. So the government has taxes and costs, um, you know, costs involved with Medicare. You know, I think uh, right now it's a little bit over, you know, like 70, you know, they pay a lot in expenses towards Medicare over. And they've been paying that over the years. Whereas the population continues to grow, people start living longer. Um, those costs are still kind of incur. You know, they still kind of get more costs and they continue to go up. Rising costs of, you know, insurance goes up 20, 30 percent. but Nobody's wages is going up 20, 30 percent a year. So what does that have to do with individual taxes? Well, there's a lot of expenses out there. and Medicare is one of them. And over the years, you know, America is in a lot of debt right now. The last time I looked, we were in over $20 trillion in debt. Well, somebody has to pay for that. They're not going to eliminate these, uh, My, in my professional opinion, these government funded, you know, like NASA, CDC, mm-hmm. um, you know, the military. Those those things that are services that, you know, American continues to pay for. That we, Let's face it, we do need. Um, but. Healthcare is continuing going up, and yeah. healthcare over the sixty-five. You know, you got somebody turning sixty-five every day, so those expenses still continue to go. Well, somebody's got to pay for it. What's one way, in my professional opinion, to pay for it is to raise the taxes. You know, taxes on American people that work every day. Okay. Now, some people say, "Well, Alfred, man, taxes are as high as they, they, they've ever been." They are. Well, if you look at the history of taxes back in, I think Reagan was an actor back in the '30s. The highest taxes have ever been is about 94%. Okay. That means 94 cents on every dollar yeah. will be earmarked for taxes. Right now, we're at about 36.4%, I believe. Okay. Um, for every dollar for the high if you're in the highest tax bracket. So I'm saying it's been going up and down over all of these years. Okay. Um, that's one way that America could help you kind of can actually they can actually start. You know, charging more taxes to pay for some of our debt. Okay. Part of our debt is the rising cost of health care, rising cost of Medicare. Okay. Right. So that's how it can affect your taxes in the long run. But there are some things that we can possibly do. OK. Um, just to kind of give you some some information. I was just doing some research. Um, what are some things that you could do in your household yourself? I mean, you can start trying to kind of maybe take better care of yourself. You can maybe have. A family fitness night where you do some yoga, you do some you do some things on YouTube with your family to have some fun or do some stretching, some exercise, move every day. Take care of your personal health. Okay. We can't explain. We can't expect anybody else to do it.
1: Okay. Man, thank you again once again for sharing your insight. I know your insight is important. People need to hear about these things. Before we close out this show, you know, I've been thinking about leaving my job. And then being self-employed, you know, but it goes back to that health insurance for my six kids and me. So what are some options for me if I do decide to make that job and that leap as far as leaving and become self-employed? Sure thing. So, like
0: I said, there's uh there's some options there to where i mentioned cobra you know okay. look into cobra if you can afford that i say that's one way to go because they have to offer that to you for 18 months okay right? um there's some other options to where maybe you get your part-time job that there's a lot of part-time jobs that are paying health benefits i've seen people work at some coffee shops that are providing you know they may work 15 20 hours but they're getting health insurance i've also seen self-employed people go work at night just to take the health insurance um but I've also seen people, um, you know, look for alternatives like health sharing. Or they, you know, look for plans that are customizable uh, to cover them and their family. And when I say that, or customizable, they have plans that hey, if I just want to go see a doctor, I can go. I got a plan for that. If you just want to go to a hospital, if there's a catastrophe, I got a plan for that. Or if I just want to cover dental and vision, I got a plan for that. If I just want it all, and how much is that? And this is the number that I can afford. Can you make it happen? It's a possibility we can get there. So there are alternatives. I'm saying do the research, get the numbers, put it on paper, come up with a plan, but make that health insurance or make the health sharing a part of the
1: plan. So you can be realistic with yourself, what the numbers are, man. Thank you so much. Once again, for those people who may not have wrote the number down in the middle of the show, can you go ahead and give that number again before we close out? Absolutely. You can reach us at 972- 438-3557
0: 438
1: 3557 That's 972-438-3557. It's never too late to educate yourself, inform yourself, and invest in yourself. Once again, I want to thank Mr. Walker for coming out and being in the studio this morning. I hope everyone have a great Thursday morning and a great Thursday. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to Justin Time. Until I talk to you again. Peace.
0: Maybe then they'll listen to what you have to say. They're the ones who's coming up, and the world is in their hands. When you teach the children
1: to jump the very best they can.